Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. We come to you this morning, we quiet our hearts. Lord, we are thankful to be in your house. To be in community. To be next to the person, Lord, we are standing next to. To realize that we have brothers and sisters in Christ. People that we can go to and share life with. Opportunities to be grown and stretched. Lord, as we look at your word this morning, I pray that you would bind those outside things, Lord, that will keep us from hearing what you have us to hear. That, Lord, you would this morning remind us that we have your ear, the creator of the world. We have the ability, the opportunity to come to you. Lord, let us not take that lightly. Let us not take the fact that we can talk to you and, and hear from you lightly. Lord, as we look at your word this morning, I pray that it would be powerful in our lives. Lord, that it would be powerful as we see how it works out in our own lives. As, Lord, as we watch other people experience you and experience your love. Lord, let us not let that be passed by us that we might recognize that in a powerful way and that we might experience you even more fully and richly because of that. In your name we pray, amen. This morning's scripture comes out of James chapter 5. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing the songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make a sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. May God add his blessing to the reading of the word this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to sing your praises. May those words be our heart. May we be reminded, Lord, just how powerful you are, how mighty you are, and how fortunate we are to have you for our God. Let us not take that lightly. 
May those words, those songs be on our lips all week. May, be, 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 may we be reminded that the air we breathe is because of you. That we are alive because you love us. That you offer us eternity because you want a relationship with us. May we hear that this morning. May we be reminded, Lord, just how personal you want to be in our lives. So not mechanical that the world would make you to be. But personal, one-on-one. You want our hearts. You want that relationship with us, Lord. May we hear that this morning. May we respond if we're called to upon. Encourage our hearts as we hear your word. In your name we pray. Amen. Maybe seated. Children's Church. Yes, thank you, Paul. I would not have remembered. <laughs> That's okay. I got one other announcement. Um, this is so I don't forget because I will forget, I promise. T- today is also Promotion Sunday. So if you don't have a Sunday school, you need to be stay here after first service because we're going to have Promotion Sunday here. If you have a Sunday school, stay here because we're going to have Promotion Sunday. And we're going to get promoted. And Kenny's going to make it to second grade this year. <laughs> promise. I had to pay Carol Wood off, but it's okay. We got it done. <laughs> Veronica chipped in. <laughs> she said she loves you. I mean, that's love, Kenny. <laughs> oh, man. So, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think today's scripture is extremely practical, and I absolutely love it. Because I think prayer, the word prayer, or I'll pray for you, is maybe one of the most overstated, underutilized gifts that God has given us. If you're on Facebook for more than about two minutes, you'll see I need prayer, and you'll have, there will be a list of people that I'll say they'll pray for you. And, and I've been guilty of the same thing. I'll say I'll pray for you. And I don't always get to it when I should at that moment or when that time is. It may be one of those things that we know in our head that doesn't get into our hearts. We know full well that if we pray to God, we have the ear of the creator of the world. That's a pretty powerful idea to me. We have the ear of the creator of the world. We're not saying some... Uh, chant that we might say over and over and over again, but we have the opportunity to pray to the creator of the world. And in, in James, he's, he's reminding the people that they need to take that very seriously. See, I've always, I, I always joking, I, I'm not a political person I don't like the politics in the world. But I always make fun, and I always think about, what if I had the ear of the president? Or if I had five minutes to spend in front of Congress, what would I tell them? So I always think through these things. I don't know why. But I always think about what I might say. Because I'm frustrated with the way the world is is going, mostly because I think those are the least of us are suffering the most 
in the midst of all this banter that happens daily about someone not doing this or someone. I mean, those who have the least suffer the most. And that's frustrating to me. And so I always jokingly say, boy, if I had five minutes to talk to the president, this is what I would tell him. If I had 10 minutes to stand in front of Congress, I'd probably smack them all and then I'd know. That's how I feel, right? And so I don't do it any differently than anyone else because I have the ear of the creator of the world at my disposal. And I have to challenge myself in this scripture to be reminded that I don't pray for the leaders of our country as often as I should. And that challenge was very plain this week. We need to be praying for those leaders. Praying, one, that they would make good decisions. Praying, more importantly, that, that they would begin to see that God has a hand in everything and that they need to make those decisions based on God's decisions. And that they, eternity is in the balance for their own personal walks in life. So it seems that like, seems like the least of these become collateral damage in the midst of all that. And that's challenging to me. And it should be challenging to us as believers in Christ. James talks very plainly in this passage, and I like that. I, lot, I don't know about you, but I like it to be right, right in front of me for today. I need that. That's the, kind of, that's the scriptures I love. I'm, not a, I'm kind of a simple guy that way. But the very first thing he says is, are you in trouble? Pray. Are you happy? Sing praise, which is pray. <laughs> are you sick? Maybe you should, uh, let me see, pray. What James is saying is, listen. Pray over all the areas of your life. Each and every step we take. I appreciate the prayers that when we have prayer and praise time, I appreciate those. Especially the practical ones. I love those because it's like, yes, you get it. This is what God wants us to do. This is the way he wants us to be. He wants us to be connected to him. Not just when the world is falling down around us. And we have nowhere else to go. I have nowhere else to go, so I'll go to God. That's not what he wants. He wants that relationship. And in order to have that relationship, there has to be a conversation back and forth. It's not much of a girlfriend-boyfriend relationship in life if only one person's talking and the other person's always listening. Now, when you get married, it's different, right? No. (laughs) It works really well in marriage. No. (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. It makes it much worse when it happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's my friend Napoleon Dynamite. And uh, I think sometimes in our, our prayer lives are just like that, right? I'll do it whenever I feel like it. Gosh. That's for Brian Renner. That's my buddy Brian Renner's. got to feed him a bone once in a while, huh, Brian? But isn't that how we do our, isn't that how our prayer life tends to be? I'll do it whenever I feel like it. 
or when I need it. And this is what Scripture tells us. We need to pray continually. We need to be praying continually. See, there are times when it's easy to pray. When things are going well, we always give God praise for that, right? Or when the walls are falling down, we struggle. There's a, uh, there's a passage I want to share with you in, in the beginning of Job. and we, Why we didn't sing this song this week, I don't know, because I didn't think of that until yesterday. <laughs> but if you know that song, Blessed Be the Name, that's a hard song to sing. Um, or can be a hard song to sing. But the story goes like this. Job was... A righteous man, no, no, no more righteous, none more righteous than Job. And he's sitting in his house, and a servant comes in. And the servant says, you lost, and I don't know the order, but I don't have them in front of me, but you lost all your livestock. It, and, and this is how the scripture goes. We were reading it Wednesday night. This is the part I really, I think is interesting. It says, while the, that, and he says, we've lost all of those You've lost all your livestock and, I, and all the people who were running it. And I am the only one that survived. And it says, as he is still speaking, the next person comes in and says the exact same thing, but it's another facet of his life. He loses, uh, eventually he loses everything, including his family, all his kids. And, he says, and the servant says, I'm the only one that made it. And, and I... I, we were talking about it Wednesday night, and I don't know how you get there, Lord, that my faith would be that strong. What does Job say? He says, the Lord gave, and the Lord takes away, and blessed be the name of the Lord. Job offers praise at that moment. That moment in life where he had lost everything in possessions, he's able to, to pray to God and thank him for where he was at. Talk about faith. Talk about an ability to pray. Man. We think uh, one of the things in the scripture that I really like at the end is he talks about Elijah. James talks about Elijah, just a regular guy who prayed for no rain for three and a half years. Or it didn't rain for three and a half years. I love that part because I think we sometimes think that prayer is something that's big and heady and wordy and we have to have all the, everything in, exactly in the right spot and we have, to, we have to just do it this way, this way, this way, this way, this way or God's not going to hear us. Or he won't respond to us. Or maybe we're not as good a, a prayer as someone else. And I like this slide for that reason. It says, prayer is simply talking to God. No flair, no technicalities, no special formulas. Just talking to God. That is exciting to me. It reminds me that as simple as I can be sometimes, that God can still hear my prayers. I want to give you a great example that happened in my Sunday school a couple years ago. We were sitting in Sunday school. There was, I don't know, I don't even know how many people were in the Sunday school. 
But one couple in our Sunday school, his truck had just blown up. And as, it had blown up that week before, and so they were out of vehicle. And they were, they were struggling because money was, is tight. So they were like, what are we going to do? And so they prayed. They asked the Sunday school class, our class, to pray for a, a vehicle. They needed a different vehicle. Just that simple. There wasn't much money to be had. What are we going to do? We prayed, like we, we have a list every week, so we prayed over that along with all the other things. Get out of Sunday school, I get home, I look on my phone and there's this text. You will not believe what happened. I said, what happened? God provided a truck a mile from the church. We didn't even make it home. <laughs> we just made it past Prindle Road. And it was the perfect truck. Was it a brand new? Absolutely not. Did it fit the needs that they had at that moment? It did. And they could afford it. They said God provided an answer to that prayer before we even drove home. We didn't even have to drive out of our way. We were headed towards northeast to go home from church, and there was a truck. We turned around, we stopped, and it happened to be somebody from our church. That was awesome. So they got to meet somebody from our church. They didn't know that came to church here. That was really cool, too. Um, but I've watched their faith continue to grow because they understand that God provides answers to prayer. Does he always provide an answer to prayer one mile from your house? No. Does he always provide an answer the moment you pray over it? No. But he does provide answers. Answers to prayer. See, one of the struggles I think we have in, uh, in taking our struggles and our prayers to God is that we forget. We forget that we are forgiven. See, we're like this little kid right here. Right? You laugh. You laugh. But is that not our problem with our prayer life a lot of times? We mess up. We sin. And we're on the outs. Not, we're not, God's not on the outs. But we, we think, I'm not going to show my face in front of God because I made a mistake. Pastor Dave was talking about that, the lady from the... Uh, Light the uh, Dieselbergs, who made a mistake, who went back into the, to the sex trades and, and was so ashamed that she couldn't turn around to come back. And we think, why wouldn't you? But yet, think about your own life and areas of your own life where you're challenged by something that you, you do and you're afraid to take the next thing to God. You're afraid to ask for forgiveness. You're afraid, you're like, I did this again. I struggled again. I didn't have faith again. I fell short again. And so I'll hide behind the cushion thinking that God won't see me or won't have any contact or make a connect. So we make fun of it, but the reality is, if we're honest, a lot of times we do that. If you want to unleash God's power, you need to open up your circle. This is just for the psychedelic Sunday morning. I don't know. Thought it was, I liked it. 
It says in the, scripture, in the Scripture, it says, A prayer offered in faith will make a sick person well, and the Lord will raise them up. If you have sinned, you will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. It's pretty hard to get someone to pray for you if they have no clue what to pray for. I'm not suggesting that you increase your circle to the outside edge. I'm, inc- I'm suggesting that you increase your circle by one. And I want to challenge you to that because the times that I have grown spiritually the, the fastest and the strongest and have really realized growth in my own life are those moments that I was transparent enough to let someone else in knowing full well that they could hurt me and sharing my life with them. If you don't have a Sunday school, I want to challenge you to stay after, Sunday, after church this morning and find a Sunday school. Each Sunday school, adult Sunday school, will be sharing what they're doing in, the next, uh, in this next uh, group of time. Talk about a great way to be challenged. The script, it comes to mind, the scripture from Proverbs 27. It says, iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. If you want to grow spiritually, ask someone else to pray for you. Offer to pray for someone else. And be faithful. That's what that scripture says. Be faithful to know that God will hear and answer your prayers. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you that this is not a license to air dirty laundry, yours or others. Or it's not an opportunity to gossip about someone else's problems. This is not a time for you to tell ten other people that Johnny got his girlfriend pregnant and now they need a house and a job and pray for their parents because they don't know what to do. That is not what this is about. Not at all. Because you'll, you'll lose the opportunity to grow your circle by one. This is a moment where you take someone else's struggles and you have empathy and you take that to the cross. That you take that in prayer to God. Realizing that He has the ability and the desire to work in their life too. See, You didn't come here just to fill a pew. I hope not anyway. God didn't say, be in community so you can meet your friends for lunch afterwards. Not at all. He wants us to be in community because community allows us to build relationships. It allows us to connect with people maybe we wouldn't connect with and to hold them up and to encourage them. It allows us to grow that way, to be stretched, to see. I don't know if you guys recognize, if you get here, don't get here late. If you get here early enough, you see the announcements. There's, uh, the deacons have, and deaconesses have added to our announcements prayer, uh, answered prayers. And I want to encourage you to, to see those and to be reminded of where God has worked in our midst. 
Don't miss that. See, I think God gives us people around us, which is sometimes a challenge, right? Relationships are hard. I was talking to a, a family this week whose uh, mother passed away, and it was a challenging week for them. And death has brought in, brought in more struggles, more problems, more angst than was there already there. And I was talking to one of the, one of the family members who is a, a believer in Christ, and we were talking out in the cemetery. And she said, you know, I'm, I'm just sad that it took me this long to realize the only thing that really matters in life is relationships. Think about that for a moment. The next new car, the next new bank account, pick something, the nice house, whatever. At the end of the day, what matters most? It's those relationships, and the relationships are important because God wants us to share our life with others and share His love with other people. So at the end of the day, that relationship is what matters most. And she said to me, I sure wish my family would have figured that out before it was too late. It's not too late, but there's so many scars and wounds in the process that it'll be a while, and they'll have to work at it. See, God brought us on this earth for a reason, that we might reflect His love, that we might share that with other people. I'm not sure why we got the background. I like it, though. It's interesting. Having a tool like prayer and not using it effectively is, is like using that umbrella. It ain't no good, is it? You might as well be out in the rain by yourself with no umbrella. God gives us this opportunity to pray and to be in community and to pray for others and we need to be reminded of that. Finally, James reminds us that it has an ability to change our lives. Verse 20 says, Remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their ways will save them from death and cover a multitude of sins. For some people, there are no other things, there are no other options other than prayer. At least that's how we see it. Right? I don't know what else to do. That's okay. You have the Creator's ear. And prayer can take someone who needs to change and change their life. We're reminded in uh, we're reminded in Second Chronicles that if my people pray, if my people would pray. See, when you start to see the answers to prayer, it gets a whole lot easier. To pray because you realize that God is really working. Isn't that when our faith grows? So we offer a prayer in faith and God responds and that grows our faith for the next time. And maybe it's just a little easier to offer our prayers in faith the next time. 
And God continues to work. Does that mean God answers every prayer we offer to Him at that moment? No. But boy, isn't that waiting one of those times where our faith is stretched? When God takes us to the edge? (laughs) Isn't that moment where we realize that God takes us to the edge so that we might trust Him? And it always seems to work out when we take it to Him in faith. It's one of my life verses. I love this verse. Philippians 4, 6. It says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. It's more than, i got nowhere else to go. It's, I'm going to take it there first. And I'm going to look for opportunities to help other people grow in Christ by praying for them, by encouraging them, by being transparent to them and showing my weaknesses, my failures, so that they realize that, yeah, I'm human just like they are. I'm in need of a Savior just like they are. There are some times where it's hard to see God's answers to prayer. Sometimes it doesn't end the way we want it to. And I get that. That's hard. I think in our minds sometimes we want the truck down the road to be a brand new truck with three miles on it for 50 bucks, right? Let's be honest. Sometimes we're praying for things that just aren't realistic. And so we're challenged when God doesn't answer that way. And we're challenged that, wait a minute. Their health isn't getting better. And we think, we begin to believe God's not answering that prayer. And that's a challenge to my faith. That's a challenge to your faith. I get it. And sometimes we pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. And we still don't hear anything. There was a, a gentleman that uh, has now passed uh, who used to come here, Don Peck, and he sat down back on the left side, and we sat behind him. And at that point, his son was in our Sunday school class, and we prayed for Don's salvation. Week after week after week, and he was in our Sunday school class. And Don, didn't, Don came every week, but he didn't he just... Didn't know, right? You don't know where people's hearts are. I don't know where people's, I always tell people I don't always know where my heart is, let alone tell you where anybody else's heart is. But we prayed for Don week after week after week and no movement. Don would come. Don's health began to fail. He got weaker and weaker and we continued to pray for Don. Praying that God would, would open his heart that he would make that decision. And it continued until one week, and I'll never forget it. We had prayed for him, and uh, Pastor Dave made the call, and I don't even think Don could get out of the, I don't think Don at that point was, he was sick enough he couldn't get out of the pew. And he gave his heart to Jesus. And I, I learned from that moment that it's not our timing, it's not our decision, it's God's decision his plan but my job is to not quit praying 
pray and pray and pray. James reminds us, whatever's going on in life, pray. Find someone else to pray for, to pray with. Accountability is good stuff. Iron sharpens iron. There's a reason. Don't discount that if you're not a part of a Sunday school or a small group or you don't have accountability somewhere. I challenge you to find that in your life. Include, in, increase your circle by one. If you want your faith to grow in 2017, increase your circle by one. Find one person that you're willing to take a chance and ask them what, need, what they have uh, prayer over in their life. Be willing to be transparent and share that with someone in your life. I promise you, you'll be stretched. Your faith will grow. See, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. God sent Jesus to that cross for each and every one of us. And for some of us, that was an easy decision in life. We understood it from a very young age, and it just made good sense. And for some of us, that's harder to to grasp. Harder to get a hold of in our minds and in our hearts. We've been wounded. We've we've struggled. We need something to help us move along. See, I believe that, that God's got His hands out. He's got His hands out this morning. You know, we offer an altar call every week. Not so that people think, wow, or whatever. We offer an altar call because... We want people to come and to know this Jesus. I don't want you to leave this morning. If you don't know who Jesus is this morning and you don't have a relationship with him, I don't want you to leave without that. That's the most important thing. You need to hear that this morning. If there's a struggle in your life and you don't know where else to turn, my Jesus will listen to you. Bring it to the altar. The scripture talks about take it to the deacons. Let people, let the people in your community, your church community, hear that and pray over you. Don't let embarrassment or pride keep you from being at the altar if that's where you need to be this morning. Let's pray. Lord, we offer this, this altar in faith this morning. Reminded just how powerful you are. Reminded, Lord, that we can bring our struggles, our cares, and our concerns, and that you will hear them. Reminded, Lord, that we can bring our problems to you, our history. Lord, you just want our hearts. We're so worried and concerned about the things that we've done in the past that that we're not capable or not able or not worthy. We aren't worthy. That's a given. We're not worthy. None of us are worthy. 
We come in need of a Savior. We need someone to throw the the life raft out to us. There's no hope on our own. We don't know how to do it. We've never known how to do it. We've messed it up from the beginning. All you want is our hearts. You want our heart to come and to call out to you. Lord, I pray this morning for anyone who hasn't made that decision, that you would draw them out this morning, that you would draw them close to you. Lord, that we would see your hand in their life in weeks and days and years to come. Lord, I pray for those this morning who have been praying for someone's salvation, praying for some, a situation, and haven't, respo- haven't seen an answer to that prayer. I pray, Lord, that you would keep, help them to keep the faith. Help them, Lord, to be renewed this morning, reminded that we just need to keep taking it to you. That the prayers of a righteous person availeth much. Let us be reminded of that today. That, Lord, although we don't see an answer or an end or we don't know how it might work out, we don't need to. We need to be faithful to you. We need to be faithful that you hear us and that you have a plan. Lord, we love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.